Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Chalban Shir. A little bit of housekeeping first. First of all, I have a big sore on my tongue, so if you hear me mumbling, you'll know why. Uh, the second thing is we're going to be off for the next maybe three weeks because it's Hanukkah, and then I'm going to be back in the States for two weeks, two Shavasim at least. So we'll be on hiatus, as they say. We're going to continue in the Shir today with a little bit of recap. And then we're going to tie it in with Hanukkah. What we're learning, we're going to tie it in with Hanukkah. In Yanni de Yoma, they once asked the Babish Rebbe a famous thing. He said, does the Torah change with the times? He said, of course it does. Parsha HaShavua. <laughs> Every week you have to learn the Parsha. So here, we're going to touch on Hanukkah. And connect what we're learning to Hanukkah. Okay. Uh... Last week we finished off, and uh, what we have been discussing is about how in Gaulus Torah took a hit in a certain way, and we're not in the heydays of the Beis Hamigdash when everything was shining, and Hashem's light and Nevua was clear. Everyone understood what was going on. We understood Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, and we understood our national identity and our spiritual identity, and. Uh, Parenthetically, I, I, uh, we were struggling in the last year, mostly off the recording. We were struggling and wrestling with the idea of halacha and its primacy and things like that. And not to go too much into it today, but I asked my rabbi, Rabbi Rothman, and we had a full-out conversation on this topic, you know? And uh, he was saying that you can't really separate the spiritual idea from the religious idea that halacha was our natural expression of who we are, and that was, that was ruchnis, that was really spirituality. And he knows the Sefer and the Rav Kuk piece, Hamahal Badei Yisrael, that we were talking about, and so we were fleshed out more and got a little bit more clarity in that area. I'm not going to go into today, but it just should be interesting to note there's obviously more to, more to talk about. Gosh, I heard this week, Rabbi Weinberg was talking about the Preet Sadik, that... This is the two sides. The Vilna Golan was this, and Bashenta was that. Like two sides of uh, what's the major. What's the major? Hasidus, like why he was against Hasidus, because it wasn't halacha based. And that is more halacha, not, you know, interesting. Yeah. Based. So it's like different, different camps he was talking about. Them. There, so was, different, uh, there was a piece also that Rabbi Rachman showed me from Rav Shirky, I believe, on. Uh, also, Vilna Gon, Baal Shem Tov, because it was Yat Kislev, so people were going into these things. But either way, let's jump in. Uh, we're just, again, we we're talking about last week we ended with how, how, like we were saying, the heyday, the glory day of Am Yisrael was when we were in Eretz Yisrael. And that's why Halach is called Tziyunim, right? Tziyunim from the word reminder of Tzion, that Tzion's a reminder of the divine ideal in this world. And that's kind of where halacha, our power, our way to connect to Hashem is, is through halacha. You know, so it has that reminder of all the oros from the Beis HaMikdash, all those things, okay. Kach shegam in the Chitzonius, yarda ha-Torah Also in Chitzonius, the Torah 
was diminished. And it got constricted. But within the panemius that was hidden away with it, there was a tremendous power and strength. Tucked away in it. That it will protect, the halacha will protect Am Yisrael throughout all the years of Golas. And with its strength, with the strength of the tradition of halacha, we will be able to be dubbed to the Torah. And that will, like we were saying, that the halacha had this powerful kista dechiyusa, this this amazing energy to it that will bring us alive in Tchiyas Mason. So as we went out into Golis, in a certain way, like, we were, like we've like we been learning, that was like Misa, right? And just like the actual body has this thing, this Kista Dichiyusa, this little bit of life, this potent power of life within it, that it comes up during Tchiyas HaMesim, so too the Halacha, on one hand, we have a diminished version of what was, right? And we remember... The good, the good old days, right? On the other hand, this amazing power of halacha, it's so powerful. It has this kista dechiyuse. It, it keeps us alive even in the time of Misa, even in the time of death. Ach, mikol makom, however, in every place, pe'ulas hator begalus, lo tofia be'hasaga mi'ira. However, nevertheless, even though we have the halacha, and we were able to keep it alive. At the time when the Torah is in Galus, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't appear in its radiated state. And the Shechina is not revealed. Rather, in a very hidden way, in a lower way, the Neshamas get enriched. And the souls, they get cleansed from the tumma of our, from the filth of our virus. Until our days are prepared for us to go back to the golden oldies. (laughs) The olden goldies. Meaning to say that this halacha it's again like we've been developing. It's very powerful. It's very strong. It's like it's. A, I was thinking as we've been learning this, like it's a little bit like Rabbi Nachman writes in Lesson Twelve in Tinyana in the Second Chelak Lukudimaran, his favorite lesson of Aye, Ayin uh, Sham. I believe I probably have four or five shirim on the SoundCloud going through Aye. Uh, but essentially, what he says there is that you know in the it's kind of like the incognito tab in the browser, right? That you have this untraceable, uh, or maybe it's a VPN. I don't know what you wanna, what you wanna compare it to exactly, but there's this untraceable point of kedusha that is so powerful, it's so potent, but yet it's tucked away in the most deepest and darkest places, because everything has to have kedusha in it in order for it to be alive. So how could Kedusha go into a Makam Tumah? How could Kedusha, as Rabbi Nachman said, goes into, how does Bate Vodizara exist? How do Bate Znus exist? They have this potent, potent level of Kedusha that's subterfuged within it, that is incognito, 
that's there, and it's precisely because it's the most potent level of Kedusha, it could be, it's, it could be there. <laughs> it could be hidden and kind of tucked away, right? This is what Rabbi Nachman calls the Mimer Sassum, right? The closed Mimer in the creation of the world. There was 10 utterances, but if you really read the Pesukim, it says Vayomer 10 times, but if you, but if you really read the Pesukim, it only says nine times. Why? Because Bereshis is called the hidden Mimer. It's called the Mimer Sassum or the closed Mimer at the same time, right? That no one could understand the Mimer of Bereshis. And in that, power of the Mimer of Bereshis, the Mimer Sasum, contains Mamish, the most potent level of Kedusha that is able to go even in the darkest places and sustain that places. So it comes out of paradox. Like the most filthiest places have the most highest level of Kedusha. Right? So it's, it's kind of like in a certain way, it, what we're learning here reminds me of that. Right, and therefore, it goes on to explain. I see, Sam, you're looking. It's a whole lesson. Yeah. You have to see the whole thing inside. Right? So it's, it's an amazing. It's, a, it's one of his most famous pieces, actually. Uh, he said that with his, he called it part of the Gvul, the Tchum Shabbos, the Gvul HaKadusha. means if a person understands a Nekudas Tovos, finding their good, and a person understands this lesson of Ayah, searching for Hashem, the Chippos, even amongst the illusion of this world, and seeing through the illusion of this world, these two eitzes of I and the Kudus Tovas, Reb Nassim wrote about them in Tchum Shabbos. means you'll never leave the gvul of Kedusha, the boundaries of Shabbos, the boundaries of Kedusha, by utilizing these two pieces of his advice of searching for the good, Kudus Tovas. So it's Ayei, what's Ayei mean? Ayei means Ayei Mekom Kavoda. Right. means wherever is your place of glory. So wherever. Yeah, wherever you find yourself. <laughs> That's the, the answer. The Tovah is the ability to look the good in that dark area, even even in the dark area. Even in the dark area. And, and IA is the desire to search. Ah, so the Kudu Tovah is kind of the end, part, end product. Or, well, it depends. Or, you look, or what you're looking for. What's the desire to search in the first place? And then what you're looking for is in the Kudu Tovah. Correct, right? correct. And okay. uh, these are two lessons that literally, if you only had these two lessons in the Kudu Maran, you could... Live your whole life. You could live your whole life just on these two lessons. <laughs> They're amazing. Yes, yes. What Vayesha was the point of Vayesha. This is literally the point. Uh-huh. It's not Bishamba. Isn't just there's so much to do. So many levels. Yaakov, Yosef had to go here. Yuda had to go here. These places to, to raise yourself. You're not here. We're not at the finish point. We have so much work to go to and get to. So much work. Finding the, the Kedusha in these places. In these Yosef places. Yosef did. Yehuda did. He brings... Chef's coming from these places. Yeah. Rabbi Nachman brings over there that uh, he brings a Gemara that says, if someone says, the Roman says, a someone asks you, Heichan Hashem Elokecha, where was your God found? The Gemara answers, Bechrach Romi, in the Roman Parthenon, in the Roman village. <laughs> Meaning, there's a even in Times Square, uh, even in Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, even in the places that seem to be devoid of Kedusha, over there you have the most powerful and potent level of Kedusha. This comes out of paradox again that the most filthiest places contain the most highest level of Kedusha. We're not, not today's topic, but what did remind me of that is the idea that the halacha is so powerful. Right, because in the Gaulus, it mixed the darkness, the halach, right, as we're describing, of this diminished version of Torah. So, like the Kedusha, a whole connection to Hashem, 
is, you know, we lost that national identity and everything all came through halacha. You know, so halacha, it's not just to be, uh, you know, it, it, it's, the, it's what keeps us going, <laughs> right? It means it has such a great light, even amongst the, amongst the backdrop of gullus, which is decay, you know, amongst the backdrop of disintegration, amongst the backdrop of decay, there's this amazing, powerful power of halacha, you know, which is so potent, it's so strong, you know, that even throughout 2,000 years of gullus, we have the ability to connect to this power of Kedusha. Lefikach. Therefore, throughout the darkness of Galas, the, the fruit that radiates and illuminates our Vodas HaKodesh, and the splendor of the sweetness of the mitzvahs, it's not uh, illuminating us in the Giloi Rav, in this amazing revealed way. Because the light has been diminished and the flow of energy has been removed, has departed. Oh, oh, Az. So then the Chachme Yisrael, the holy ones in there, the Ruach Hashem Asherah and the Spirit of Hashem that was upon them, to take them out of their hiddenness. The Dalos Ma'otzors Hasod to draw from the wellsprings of secrets. Es Hamadregos Haatsidios to bring the future Madregos down to us now. Or Olam Haba, the light of Olam Haba. Ha'elif Hashvi'i Ve'ashmini, the the seven thousand years, the the light of the seven thousand years, the light of the eight thousand years. Kidei Lechazek Yisrael Bekim Hamitzvus, right? In order to be Mechazek Kla Yisrael. In doing mitzvahs, Ay de hasagas hataklas asher sida level Israel olam shekulatov. Therefore, in order that we should we should have some iota of the perceptions. So, through uh, and he's going to develop this. We're going to get to this through keeping halacha. Hashem is giving us this this light of olam haba, and that's really where the transition came into. Uh, like we're saying, like Olam Haba wasn't mentioned in the Torah once, right? So, because it wasn't the main thing, as we've been learning, the truth was self-evident, right? We didn't have to talk about Olam Haba in the in the in the golden in the golden era when the Beis Hamikdash was around, but because the Torah was diminished and we went into Gullus and we were going into Gullus, so in order to give us some hasaga of some hasikas, some perception, right? The halacha allows us that because it draws from this amazing light, and they had to emphasize all on haba. Right? He's going to explain. I see you're, you're going to explain. Hainu Chaim Hashem. Right at the time when uh, we were full of life and with the house of God, we didn't need to speak about olam haba. We didn't need to find what's the purpose of keeping mitzvahs. Because everything was alive and well. And the great sweetness of Torah and its splendor and its beauty illuminated all corners of life. But when the world became 
started to become dark upon us. And we were like sitting in the dirt. Chazal needed to start speaking about the future. Distant futures. In order to give strength to the, our hearts in the <coughs> present to gird ourselves for the bitterness. And this was in order to teach us about the about the future to give us chizuk now in the present. So Chazal start what future being on a ball. right? But that 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 has two meanings, right? Because of a ball. I'm thinking you're trying to say that since in the times of Shlomo Hamalach, there was a sense, of, there was a, like a, it was a second sense, a second nature. So they didn't yeah. have to think about it. But since now in Golas, they needed something to look forward to, and that's what Asid Lavo or Olam Abba means. Yes. Something to look forward to. Yes. Right? But what that means is a future world, or does it mean, a, you know, a world to come, like a, like a. So Olam, so Olam Haba, we throw the word. Good, you're loosely, saying good. Right. We throw the word around loosely, Olam Haba, really. Like, oh, you die and you go Olam Haba, right? Like your Nisham goes to Olam Haba. That's not really what Olam Haba is, right? Olam Haba and, Chaz- and throughout Tanakh, you don't see that. That's not spoken about. But Olam Haba in terms of, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the wolf will lay with the lamb, right? And all these different things. That is true Olam Haba, which is after Tchias HaMesim, after Mashiach, after Trias Hamesim, we're going to enter the stage of Olam Haba, which is Ayin Lo Rasa. So I think, I don't know for sure, this I can't tell you with certainty, but it could be that's exactly what he's referring to in terms of like, the Nevi'im came along, I mean, we had Nevi'im before, but the Nevi'im that we have, uh, like Yechezkel, Yirmiya, Yeshaya, they were all, they weren't like during the times of Shlomo HaMelech, Right? And like Yechezkel and Yeshaya, who prophesied about the Geula, that already a decent amount of it was in the was in the wake of devastation. So if you really think about the historical context in which the Nevuas were given, they were set over amongst devastation, right? In the times of Yeshaya, already the ten tribes already exiled, right? In times of Yechezkel, they were already thrown off their land, right? If you look at the Treyasar. Yirmiya already was in times of the Chorban in Yerushalayim itself, right? So they were talking about, again, I'm not, I'm, not for, I'm not saying for certainty this is what he's saying, you know, but it would seem to me that they were talking about what the, the official definition of Olam Haba in a certain way, like what's going to be, right? Imagine Yirmiya, you know, there was famine all around and he was being destroyed. And what did he say? He said, I'm going to take you, one from a town, two from a family, or vice versa, and I'm going to bring you to Tzion. Right? He was talking about, in the future days, one day, I'm going to bring you back there, right? So like already as the destruction was going on, as there was devastation, he was talking about the times that we live in now, right? So Hashem 
took the Nevi'im a little bit beyond the space-time continuum and showed them our generation, showed them even beyond that. You know, so at that point, maybe, maybe you could say, again, I'm not 100% sure my comments on this is exactly what he's saying, but maybe you could say, like, that's when they started talking about Olam Haba in a certain way, you know, because that corresponds to the time when the Beis HaMikdash was being destroyed, when there was this emphasis of uh, talking about Asidus, what's going to be in the future, right? Uh, it should also be noted, for sure, though, I mean, what I'm saying is definitely true, question is, I don't know if that's exactly what he means. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that's exactly what he means. Uh, but we could say for sure what he means is talking about star uh, onish, reward and punishment. It means even that's not talked about in the Nevi'im, the idea of reward and punishment, sky behar maleka, right? The idea that your soul is going to go up to Olam and Hashemos and you're going to get meted out all your mitzvahs or behaviors, however that might, may or may not work. That's not spoken about, Bechla. Means, that's, that's, yeah. that's why I just, I think... The Chalban is trying to help us understand what happened in Golis, right? So I'm trying to um, align that with my or our experience yeah, yeah. And, and how there's a muddle of ideas in Hashkofa of, of, of this, meaning that on the one hand, I feel like the Chidduch that I've had, or we've had, yeah. is, is this yeah. And on the other hand, it's also in, incorporated in that is this idea of it's like all in one yeah. one place, but they really are very separate, actual separate ideas. Yeah. Because if I was teaching children in Golis, saying that, you know, in, in the future, gonna be like it was in Shlomo Melech's day, where we just thought about our college Baruch all the time, and it was like, that's not talking about Schar Onesh. That's a very different type of, it's not talking about one idea. It's gone, but we, we, you know, in the future, we're going to, it's so many ideas in one, that there's like a lot of, for me anyway, there's a lot of confusion yeah. as to... It's a lot of confusion, yeah, and, and I'd even, yeah. I'm not it's sure. all mixed together as one. means the idea of Olam Haba and Shara Onesh, and it's kind of like the way our kids learn Torah in a certain way. Like they go to school and they hear every medrash and everything and every Gemara and everything like that, and it's all tied together. And it's like, what does the Torah actually say? Like half the things that come back saying that they learn, it's not written in the... In the it's some Torah. It means it's mixed together. It's so, you know, so there are different. Let's let's look. Bahayim Shema is is Shavu Onesh. That is in the Torah. Bahayim Shemoa in this world. Yeah. That that's Shavu Onesh in this world. Okay. Right. That is Mforish. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm just processing what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so um, there is a concept of Shavu Onesh. It's always existed even in terms of Shema Hamelech. Yeah. Right. There are. I mean, very clearly in the Torah, there is there are scars of Shavu Onesh, but but what. We're to- I think we're talking about is this this ideal world where Shlomo Melech existed that we want to come come back to that had been lost in the Chinuch in terms of you know what does that what does that even what does that mean it's, it's what does when that world comes it's going to be good for me yeah and that's the part of the issue in the Chinuch is that it's not about when that world comes it's good for me it's it's good for the entire entire world the, the entire Bria. yeah. And that, that's that's the model. Is that is that the scar? It's like you were saying with Echad, your Echad program, like uh, like a uh, over here is where really where we get a glimpse into the universalist nature of the Torah, <laughs> right? Like in a certain way in the Torah, we see that in a certain way we don't want Mashiach to come, and these stages just for us for ourselves, right? We want it for the whole world. You can't just want it for us. You can't. No, you I can't know that's what I'm it, saying. It doesn't work. Yeah. 
Yeah. By definition, if a person is trying to do it for themselves, that that, that doesn't that's not what Kodesh Baruch Hu it doesn't seem what we're meant to be doing. It's a, it's a if I'm nice, if I'm good to my wife, I'm not doing it so she's so she's good to me because I want to be I want to be good to my wife. Because it's good to be good to your wife, right? So so <laughs> even there's no reciprocity. So that is so the Sahara Odish is built into. It should just be like a default that if you if you obviously if you if you're just it, it's yeah. obvious. I get what you're saying. No, you're saying good. You're saying it's, it should be just naturally in the background, like, but it shouldn't be the... But it's in the, but it's in the foreground. But it's in the foreground, exactly. It's like if you have layers on a picture, if you're doing graphics design, you know, like you can move certain items to the front and move to the back. Right. So this is like put prominent in the front, but it really should be the backdrop. Like it should be layered behind. <laughs> and like I'm saying, halacha therefore should be something that helps bring me to Chadesh Shemenik Akedem, as opposed to if I do or do not keep halacha, this is what's going to happen to me. Yeah. Yeah. What is the purpose of halacha? To be Chadesh Shemenik Akedem. Beautiful. Right? That's the purpose of halacha. That's it. And then, in a if you don't do the right thing, then it might not, you know. Sure, yeah. It's, it's also to add, like, at the Kiddush the other day, we were speaking, like, uh, like it says, uh, you said from the Vilna Gon that it says, Olam Haba, Haba Mizeh. Right? Where does Olam Haba come from? The world to come. From where? Mizeh, from here. <laughs> right? Meaning to say, like, the point is this world. Like, Haba Mizeh, like, this world. Not like, okay, you can get punished, you can get this and that, right? Like, it's not like, yeah, it's there. You know, but it's not, it needs to be in the background, not in the foreground. Kacha Torah So to the the Torah, uh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not my enthusiastic, more energetic self with the sore on my tongue. Okay, So to the Torah was constricted in Galus. This concept lekatnus Rabba, we went into small mindedness. Kedei leparnes beparnasa ruchnius esayvam harvitzutim. Was only in order to give the scattered limbs of our nation. A little bit of parnasa, the hadrichan behadracha pratit to give individual advice. Kitora, kitoras kol tevete. It's like the Torah of each cell. B'meshech zman hiyus nifrad umenesukat minutak. Throughout the time when we were all individuated and separated, it's like you could give advice for the world, or you could, or you could give advice to every individual, <laughs> right? So here is like the Torah that we received. Uh, or the Torah, one of the consequences of going to Galus was the Torah that we got was for every specific person. Here, this is how you, that's obviously a good thing too, right? But it's like, this is how you preserve yourself. This is how you preserve yourself. This is how you preserve yourself. Torah zu mechunum machashechem. This Torah is called darkness. The yachas l'mo'or Torah's Eretz Yisrael. In contrast to the light of the Torah's Eretz Yisrael. And was surrounded in darkness like the dead of the world. This, Chazal say, is the Gemara Bavli. Zu Bavel. Right, this is the Gemara Bavel. The darkness is the point of constriction. That relates to only uh, this individual person. Like a spice that just goes for itself. That hides all the different chaliks of the Torah. 
as Onkei Torah Mashmusa Harchava, that covers over the depths of the Torah and its broad implications. It's just one spark, not the entire flame. This is the Indian of Choshech. That it's impossible when you're surrounded by darkness, that's by definition you can't see all around you. Right? If it's the middle of the night, you can't see the expanse of you. Not only that, but you're fumbling in darkness. It's like my stairwell in my building on Shabbos, the light's off. So you have to like hold on to the banister and feel each step so you don't chip and break your neck. <laughs> you know? It's like you have to really feel around where you're going. Right? Without relating to the expansive picture. But when the light's on in my building, I don't have to feel around anything I could see. So we went into Gullis and the lights get turned off. Right? We fell into self-preservation mode and this was the national trauma of our nation. This was necessary in Galos. Right? To the Torah should enter into the state of lower perceptions. To the preservation of the individual. To give life to the limbs amongst the caver. Like this little bit of life. The Hevle Dugarma we've been speaking about. This is the secret of what it says in Eicha. Hishlech Meshemayim Eretz Tiferes Yisrael that the, it was sent down from Shemayim the glory of Yisrael. Not only was our Eretz Yisrael, the land itself, sent, it was scorched earth, right? But Tiferes Yisrael, the glory of our nation, Right, which is the Torah, which is the Teferish Yisrael, the splendor of our nation, which is the Torah. It was sent all the way down to the ground. To a great diminished state. Means, means the king's crowns were now sent all the way down to us, to a lower state to make it available to our nation. You read this Zushel Torah, Teferish Yisrael, this uh, you read of the Torah. And this was really the true destruction of the Chorban. Chorban Abayis. was the Yeridus HaTorah. In it, the Torah was wearing sackcloth. And on this it says, Our crown fell. That's the great Torah. That the, our nation went down. It's amazing what we're talking about. Like the Greeks, the Yavanim, right? Like the Yavanim, they sent Yisrael into Galus. There's no greater Bittu Torah than this. Which was when Yavan sent us to Galus. Means he's explaining that. In the wake of Gaulus, the main thing was the king's crowns got thrown off our head and it got diminished, it got crumbled, and that's the Torah, right? That the Torah, the main hit that we took is with the Torah. And this is what he says, that 
we were surrounded, in darkness we were surrounded, this is Bavo. And that's what it is, right? Tashlich b'yavim mimsula. Yavim, right, means the black abyss. And the main black abyss was the cheshkes Torah, the diminishing of Torah, right? In the times of the Yavanim, which is darkness, the, the eternal depths, right? That we were surrounded, right? We were at the home, right? We were surrounded in darkness, suffering and pain, yisurim, trauma, dullness, small-mindedness, and we didn't know what was happening with us. It was even more crazier that Torah itself got diminished. The Torah itself got diminished. But this diminishing of Torah, this diminishing of light, was really only, was Yerida the Tzara Meaning to say, we needed this diminishing of light in order to keep us alive. Right? We needed the Chag of Hanukkah to keep us alive through our Golas, to help pervade, to help, to help, to help preserve us. Right? That's the Shemen Mishchas Kodesh. It's the light of the Hanukkah. It's the oil, which is the Chachmen, the Das. Right? That, that now to come to a state of Mochin, the Godless, we look towards the Neiros. We look towards the Shemen. Because the Hegel was destroyed. The Hegel is our minds became contaminated. Our minds became polluted. And that's the Mochin, the Katniss that we went through. Right? And this is exactly what he's talking about. Right? that our minds became polluted. The Hegel was, wasn't just destroyed, it was Matame. Right? They, they, they went in and defiled it. Right? And that's the Mochim, the Katniss of Gullus that we started at that point to go into our caver. It's exactly at this time period, Hanukkah. Right? That we were surrounded and the Torah had to take a dive. And the way to get back to that is, is through learning Pneumius Torah, exactly what we've been learning. To come to Mochim, the Gullus, that's why Hanukkah is Lashon, Chachmas Anister, Chain. Right, to see the chain, wow. to see the light in the creation. And this diminishing of Torah, as he's explaining, was really Yerida L'Tzarech It had to be this way. The Torah had to take a hit when we went into hit, when we went into Galos. Because that's how we kept alive. <laughs> right, this ayeh, this, when, this covert operation that it went, the Torah went into, right, and, and became all about self-preservation, and the Torah, Nafara, Teres, Roshenu. And the, our crowns went down. It went because now the crown comes all the way down to you in Gullus. Right? It this made was, you want to search. What it was, it made you want to made search. Made you want to search. But not only that, it's like there's a, there's a famous mushal, I believe, from the Balatanya. Right? That the Balatanya, at the time when he wrote Tanya, there was a big machlokas. Right? I think it was between him and Rapinchas and Koritz, who was like the God of Lador, one of the older Talmud Baal Shem. Right? So the Baal Shem Tov had died in the there was the Magid, and there's the Balatani, there's Rapinchus Makaritz, I mean, these were, these were Kadoshim Elyonim. And what happened was, is, I think there was someone who came into some, they didn't like that the Balatani was re- revealing, writing the Tanya, right? Revealing the Panemius Santora. And I think it was Rapinchus Makaritz, or someone, he didn't like it, and there was a little bit of a, there was an argument between them. Pinchus Makaritz was like, Rabbi Nachman says, he was like, whoa. You know, he was, he was a god of the door, you know? I mean, he doesn't even buy his coma. <laughs> yeah. And what happened was they found pages of the Tanya in the street. Because it started off as a contrast, and they found pages on the street. Because this is what happens to the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov. They end up in the street. 
They end up in the gutter. This is what it is, you see? What a disgrace. And the Bahavatanya answered back, Rishner Zamaladi answered back, he said, he says, let me give you a mushal. There was a king and his son. And this prince became very, very ill. And the king consulted all of his advisors. And he said, what do I do? And the, no one knew what to do, et cetera, et cetera. And the, the one Rofa, the king's advisors, he knew what to do. He said, I need you to travel all around the world and go to these places and get these spices and get this and that, this ingredient, that ingredient, and we'll, we'll, we'll make it. So finally, they take time to get it together. And then the king's advisor, doctor, says, we need one more thing. We need the crown jewel. This special crown jewel in your crown, we need to crush it up. And we need to put it in the potion. <coughs> and only that way will bring your sons alive, your prince alive. So obviously the king consented, and that was the Balatanya's answer back to say, yeah, the streets are, my, my, my pages of, the, of our holy Rebbe, the Baal Shem Tov, his teachings are in the gutter, yeah. But it's only because we need to bring everyone alive everyone's out in Gullis and they're sick and they're dying and we need to take the crown jewels right? and we need to bring the Torah all the way down to them we need to teach them the Panimiyasa Torah we need to teach them the Sisrei Torah we need to teach them the Sodasa Torah we need to bring them to Mochin the Godless we need to take them from Gullis to Geula you know but we need the king's crown so it's necessary the Chalban is explaining it was necessary that the Torah fall in order to keep us alive in our state. That's where we were. That's where we were, had to go where we were. And that's the Indian of Hanukkah, right? The Indian of Hanukkah is the Shekhinah comes down to us below, below ten fachim. Right, and that's why Hanukkah is the Or Haganus. It's this hidden light. It's this hidden light of Panemius HaTorah. It's this, this amazing light of La'asad Lava. That's what we're saying, that Chazal had to emphasize La'asad Lava, right? To keep us alive. And Hanukkah, that light, the Oraganas of La'asad Lava that was hid for the Sadiqim, comes all the way, all the way down to us in the lowest and the darkest places. And then no matter what we're suffering with, no matter what we're struggling with, no matter what trauma and abuse and anxiety and worry and depression and shalom bias and addiction, whatever it is that we're up to, it's been a long gullus. It's been 2,000 years of hardships. And now we're vomiting it all up. We're all vomiting it up, removing ourselves, learning the Panimiya Satora, getting ready to awaken. Hikits. Hikits we've been running. Hikits. We make it to the end. We hikits to the end of days. Right? It's exactly what we've been learning. To bring us from godless to Gaula, to wake up to our deeper nature, to wake up to the Oral Yonim that we're able to draw upon ourselves in the lowest and the lowest places. And I was joking around. How do we know Yosef Hatzadik was depressed? Because he was in the pits. He was in the pits. It's our Barsha connection. You know? And even in the pits, the Shekhinah comes down to us. Even in the lowest of the lowest of the lowest places. And that comes through learning Panimi Sator. That comes through coming from Mochin the Katna says, Pemachashechem Hoshivani, we're surrounded in darkness, like I'm walking in my stairwell on <laughs> Shabbos. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not that old, but I'm going to slip and break my neck. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And, you know, and the lights are out. 
But now, Baruch Hashem, how we're learning, after 2,000 years, Gullus is winding down. We're approaching the Gullah, we're already in the second Shalab of Gullah, and we're raising our perceptions and drawing from the light of Allah, Lobo, our Haganas. Right? It's amazing. With that, everyone, I wish you all, you should sit around and have the Tikkun and Ayim from staring at the Neiris, Mamish, to see the sect, to see the Panemius of the world, to draw from the light, that we all get chizuk and encouragement and understand that every Yerida is L'tzarech Aliyah, that even in the light of, even in the darkness of Gullus, the most potent level of Kedusha that we've been sustained through the Mimer Sassum, the closed Mimer, the potent level of Kedusha, and search out Aye, 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 Mekom where is Hashem? And Hashem appears to us and says, I'm right here, brother, never left you. I'm right here with you. With that, we wish everyone... Look to Hanukkah and a good job.